happy Monday. Welcome to Adam versus the man. Today we start our show with 25 types of fences and walls to make your house more. So, oh no, that's what I was reading over the weekend. We figured out some really cool stuff here in Gardenia, some amazing homesteading, wonderful uh, projects we've got going on. Very excited about our guest today, Jovi Val. Finally, uh, the Nazi provocateur. That's that's my simplistic understanding of his reputation. We got Mental Health Monday. Yeah, yeah, and it. I I hope I hope you don't need it. I hope you had a good weekend, but you will need it after our COVID block today. Because holy shit, we are going. We are starting the week by plunging into the full depths of madness of covidiacy it continues like a plague a never-ending plague of rejection of science in the name of authority it's a good thing we have some fun mental health monday stories i don't think i have anything else to open the show with that executive producer jim good morning what's going on how we doing this morning yeah this side sorry Excellent. I can I can switch that if you need it me to be on this side. <laughs> if that's more comfortable to you. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Thanks for joining the show, everybody. How is everybody doing? Uh, obviously, by now, I hope you can join us at t.me forward slash Adam versus the man. That's our public Telegram channel that everyone is welcome to join. So please uh, take advantage of that. Uh, as for our other promotions, we got... A comment contest i'm sure coming for you today that's going to be awesome uh so definitely keep look forward to participating in that and if you win all winners of the comment contest win access into the private producers club the private producers club is a excellent telegram group that we share some inside information for so if you want to be a part of that and you don't want to have to worry about winning a contest you can join through t uh patreon.com forward slash adam versus the man the different levels are one, five, ten, and even fifty dollars a month to support the show. Ten dollars a month is the magic sweet spot that'll get you access to the private producers club that I mentioned. So definitely take advantage of that. Uh, it's an awesome deal, a cool group, and a fun, uh, good time that we have in there. Uh, after that, check out cigarfederation.com. We have an affiliate program with them. Anything you order on their wonderful, exotically flavored cigars website, you can use promo code Adam10. To get 10% off of your entire order. So definitely take advantage of that. Uh, next, Instagram at the Garden of Freedom is the handle where you can find all the pictures of uh, beautiful brand new born baby kittens and uh, puppies. Uh, Adam with his shirt off standing on the lanai. You can get all kinds of shit at, at the Garden of Freedom on Instagram. So definitely check that out and visually stimulate your eyes with some pleasure. Uh, next, we got the Crypto6.com, the Bitcoin church that was raided over in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about it. This is the website you can go to help those guys out or write the ones that are still in cages. Uh, the Crypto6.com, definitely take advantage of that and read up all about it. Lastly, GoGreenEnergyOnline.com, our favorite website to send everybody to that's thinking about getting themselves off-grid or self-sustained, want to learn more about solar power, want to more learn more about micro wind power, gogreenenergyonline.com is the best website for you to do that. Uh, Do-it-yourselfers should all have that in their bookmarks. There you go. All right. Our co-host today in studio, G.I. Mary Jane, Joey Lee. 
Welcome to the show, Jerry. Hello, hello. Happy Monday, everybody. Hey, you know, before we get into anything else, I, there's a bit of like a personal story in the news today from AccuWeather.com. Rare, dangerous, and deadly heat wave tightens grip on Western U.S. Hot. Yeah, it's it's hot. It's, hot. <laughs> it's hot. And it's cold um, at night, though. That's weird. Is it rare? Uh, oh, my gosh. Has the temperature ever gone up before? It's never done that. This is totally a new thing. Oh, my God. We should all panic and buy toilet paper. <laughs> Obviously. So uh, is it dangerous? Well, yeah, it's the sun. It's pretty hot. It's a good thing it's far away. Uh, is it deadly? Well, you know, life is deadly. Don't take this shit too seriously. None of us is getting out alive, right? Um, now, the funny thing about this, I have to, like, is I have AccuWeather and OneWeather on my phone. Joey knows what I'm about to say. Half the time I look at it, it was funny. Yesterday, they were actually, in a, they were only off by a degree. Most of the time I look at them, they're off by about 10 degrees from each other. And you go, is it 76 or 86? I'll ask my truck. You know? <laughs> at least maybe that'll give you the better ballpark. And those are my three data points. And I have some thermometers around here too, but they're, you know, rather than specifics looking at or general looking at very specific locations. Oh. But yeah, records yeah, broken yesterday on Sunday. And uh, the top three here, Arizona, Safford, Tucson, Nogales. Now, those are a long way from us. I mean, I, where's, I don't know where Safford is, but Tucson, I assume near that. Tucson is southern uh, part of the state. Lower uh, altitude, lower uh, longitude, <laughs> latitude. Yeah. Latitude. Your la no, change your latitude. latitude. No, no, no. Latitude. Change your latitude is the beer commercial, which means go south. Okay. Corona. See, I always remember change your latitude. Yeah, it's, it's his attitude. <laughs> yeah, your longitudinal line, I guess. But your latitude is to change your latitude to go north and south uh but yeah being south it's a lot hard, hotter in uh in tucson but I, my says, truck said it was 104 it says it's 117 yesterday. where he is yeah the funny thing is it's cold in the studio right now we left the windows open we kept it as cool as we could yesterday with the blinds closed it's, it's time to get a fan here for the summer but the, the nice thing is we get this little early heat wave here in the mountains this is about as hot as it's ever going to get. And you go, okay. Well, we've got the really cool camp kitchen, plenty of outdoor shaded spaces. We've got the studio. And it's kind of weird to get like close all the blinds in the studio, but it's insulated, drywalled. And so it's nice. Like it got hot like towards the end of the day yesterday. But most of the time, like it stays cool and it's cold in here right now. We should close the windows. I have a blanket on my it would have been nice. It would have been nice in the morning if we it's uh I, I one of the things I like about homesteading is that uh being connected to the elements and the flow of the weather, and you know, like we stay up and uh go or go to bed with the sun and stay it's like, oh sun's down. Like you notice, especially in the summer when the days are longer, okay, it's like Sunset. Day's over. Time to get ready for bed. Or a big bonfire party. One or the other. <laughs> um, 
But one of the things in the story that I, I thought was hilarious, and I guess it came up automatically because it's gone now, but the, there's there's this weird random video player, uh, like on a lot of news sites. It's really obnoxious. One of those like auto playing things. Like, don't you know I'm on fucking limited bandwidth in the boonies? Why are you like forcing this like massive data thing on me without giving me the option? But anyway, what like the story that gets oh, it's gone now. It's totally gone. It was the first automatic weather like thing in the weather was uh resilience of queer community during the drought. The resilience of queer, the queer and this is like where this is this is where you lose me. There, there's like, like I'm all for sexual freedom. Yeah. I am all for uh, acknowledging the history of sexual oppression of humanity and the current sexual oppression that we engage in. And I'm all for like I want the biggest, baddest, healthiest sex life I can get. But that's not central to my existence. I don't like identify as a straight man because like i don't walk or, like i know you know some 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 people who are really really woke to, to historical queer oppression might tell you uh well adam actually identifying is that uh, i don't like i don't care the thing is it's great it's great 100 all rights all freedom all the time I... but there is a point where you gotta say your sexuality maybe shouldn't be the center of your existence or like the soul center of your existence like i identify as adam kokesh not adam kokesh straight male <laughs> that's not but you're like you're, you're mm. faltering from the point here what what does the queer community's bodies how do they react differently in heat than a straight person that's why that's why like, i was like I, this is one of those times guys it's like no are we sexuality. trying to say they're like not human again is that like not yeah the people who want to take advantage of it for political purposes, mm. we want to make them a special class because it's the virtue signaling opportunity they get with it. If 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 queers are just accepted members of society who have all the rights, and society gets over sexual hangups, and we don't discriminate. My dream world, fucking awesome. Then they don't get to go. But queers are special because they have suffered, and we hold them up as a special victim class. I'm not saying that queers haven't suffered. There's been a lot of suffering, but Suffering doesn't make you one. It doesn't make you special in that regard. Like a lot of people have suffered more in the context of human history. Like it's not humans suffer. That's yeah. something we do. And yeah, let's stop using class, it. Different yeah. race, different All right. Religion. Enough of this. I was trying to get on this rant. We're not. We got a big COVID blog. We got a big <laughs> mental health blog. Actually, that thing really just surprised me. I'm like, I'm watching. I'm reading a Weather Channel video about, or watching. I'm reading a Weather Channel article about the heat wave. And it's like queer resilience during the pandemic or something or during the heat wave. And like, <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, what is, what's your comment contest today, G.I. Mary Jane? I, mean, I got to take some COVID vitamins. It's Mental Health Monday. And I had an interesting conversation this weekend about, you know, things that are therapies that, that aren't classified as therapies. Like for me, it's a mosh Right. So I wouldn't know. It's cutting wood with a chainsaw. There you go. Right. Chainsaw it's total therapy. therapy. I want to know your favorite non therapy therapy action. And, you know, it can it can be funny. It can be that that one act, you know, but my, my favorite yeah. therapy is uh, switching up my boss's paperwork. That's that. 
or <laughs> I don't know. But, but favorite non-therapy, non-medical, non-doctor therapy action. Yeah. Today's topic. I think about this like with meditation too. Like uh, for me often just like absolute clearing of the mind. Am I thinking about like, and for some people it's going fishing, although I can't imagine like fishing. So what's that song? Like I'd rather be on the lake with my mind on God and then in church with my mind on fishing, you know, it's like, yeah, but if you're, so if you're on the lake, if you're fishing, fishing is like a different kind of meditation, right? Um, where you, either you, you create the space, it's calm environment, but you let the, the thoughts creep in. I'm not, a, I'm not a fisherman. I'm, I'm talking about this, but then for me, like when I'm chopping wood, even I'm not thinking about the news. I'm not thinking about, relationships i'm not thinking about my crazy family i'm not thinking about financial ch- i'm just you're in the moment i got you're in your i flow. got my chainsaw i got my I, by the way 16 inch home light electric generator electric chainsaw wired to a generator that's that's the way to do it now yeah i know it's it's like less manly it's like going to an electric car electric chainsaw but it, it a 16 inch electric chainsaw will cut with 80 to 90 like off the shelf for 70 80 dollars uh kevin lewis therapy equals target practice there's a good example yeah no and <clears throat> actually there Coffee is disrespect for authority shopping without shopping without a mask is your therapy. <laughs> therapy i don't know about that it's a rebellion Coffee therapy like, yeah. stop winning the contest yeah though. right yeah Listen, all the time i love it okay <laughs> Oh, I was saying something important, wasn't I? Shit. No, but uh, for the therapy, like it when when I'm uh, whatever it is that puts you in a conscious state of mind, you know that is that is therapeutic. It's you know even if not even if it's not flow like flow state would be full engagement. Yeah. Like when I'm having a good show, I'm flowing. I am like I'm here. I got I got my co-host. I got my my monitor i got my laptop i got all my news i got all my links and it's like boom 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 it feels like that. to me that's flow state like but it's not meditation <laughs> it's not it's not stillness um at least like when i'm cutting wood i am i am severely engaging my body and my hands and a spatial part of my mind to cut the wood and manage the chainsaw and my body and a certain aesthetic part of my brain of bonsai in the trees and doing my landscaping it's like too. You're creating. I, but i am i i call it chainsaw therapy not only because it's it's good for me in those positive ways and like the physical activity and the and the creation like i there's a, there's a unique satisfaction i'm overdue for chainsaw therapy i guess is what i'm trying to say I'm not done with this rant. I'm uh, with <laughs> therapy, and I need some new ideas, which is kind of my underlying mo to this contest. Because my my concert world, thanks to COVID, has been completely <clears throat> shut yeah. down. And even though it's opening back yeah. up, no mosh pits, no contact, mask. Wait, pod. Joey, are you suggesting that we could have mosh pits during a pandemic? <gasps> That'd be unheard of. Don't <laughs> tell the CDC, man. We don't. We have had we have had some private concerts with private mosh pits here in Gardenia over the last year and a half. Uh, obviously, the um, co- so I think the rest of the world could really 
learn from uh, Gardenia's example because uh, we made COVID illegal here. And it's like it works. It hasn't been a thing. It worked. It completely um, got away. So if you're if you're ever like out there debating what should a country's policy be to COVID, you can just be like, do you like Gardenia? Make it illegal, and then you don't do anything else. It's pretty cool. Uh, Jim Bob, nice to see you back, brother. Thank you for all you did. Revolution 2021 and 22 and 23. No, wait, no. If we do it right, it shouldn't take more than a year, and then and then we get a post-revolutionary all right so meditation exercises you should be thinking about this while i'm talking about covid for like the next 20 minutes can you take it you ready i can take it but only if i smoke some covid vitamins before dispensing misleading medical advice <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to get ugly today. It's going to get real ugly. You thought we were getting over COVID. Well, what if we never had it to begin with? CBS New York, Common Cold, making a comeback as more people venture beyond their bubbles. Oh, did you forget that there was this other thing called the cold, which is like oftentimes worse than the flu, which is if COVID is compared to it, uh, the cold, I'd rather get the COVID than the, I mean, we don't know about long-term consequences yet for either COVID or for the vaccine, but we do know them for the common cold. And there, there aren't really any. I mean, insignificant, right? I mean, but if you were old or extremely obese or immunocompromised, you could get a bad cold that could like push you over the edge. That was always a thing. So, yeah, as more people venture out of their bubble and take off their masks, some are catching what they call the reemergence cold. Let's blame it on COVID. I mean, it's just, oh my God, if you just isolate yourself and then come out, like, ugh. Most humans on Earth just are, are, I don't want to say are really shitty at, well, yeah, are pretty shitty at managing their immune systems. And I wonder, like, we've been doing this for years. Is that, like, generations, is this is this a modern society thing that with the temptations of big pharma and over-the-counter drugs and processed foods and fast food that we're just like, yeah, yeah, having good mouthfeels is more important than having a healthy immune system. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, is is are you are, is your life so devoid of pleasure and sensation outside of sex and masturbation and then eating food that you have to eat a lot of food and then meh my immune system sucks meh I'm old and decrepit meh food was good I liked food have you not heard that there are other things to enjoy in life besides food and yeah I am. Another unexpected rant today on people who want to eat themselves to death. Like, really? I mean, okay. I, I, and I don't judge individuals for being overweight. And I don't judge individuals for being fat. And I don't judge individuals for being obese. I judge people for 
choosing food over the rest of life. Because that's what it means they're doing. CBS2 makes, uh, CBS2's Make Baker spoke to some people sneezing it out. Uh, New York City resident Maggie McSpenna. I had body aches. I was exhausted, fully congested. McSpenna says a terrible cold took her out for days. He hasn't been sick in more than a year. She blames socializing without masks for the reemergence cold. You mean like normal human life <laughs> and not taking care of yourself for a year? But like, This is, here's the crazy part. Baker's whole family got sick after venturing out of their bubble, so she's sticking to conducting interviews by Zoom. Back to the bubble! The real world is scary! That's why we live in New York in the first place! Ah! We've been isolated for so long, our immune system's getting getting used to just working again. Said John Majukomo. He is suffering the same symptoms and was nervous even though he is fully vaccinated. And, and I wonder, like, does the vaccine, could the vaccine be making, and I don't mean to just, like, let's consider everything bad about the vaccine or potentially bad, but is the vaccine is a strain on the immune system, except for the hypothetical benefit of one strain of COVID that's covered by it, maybe, or whatever mutations are not covered by it. Like, it doesn't make your immune system stronger to get the COVID vaccine. Like, that, that much is kind of clear. So... At least to people who are thinking about these things. But according to John, he was self-conscious. I was coughing around people. I did a rapid test in PCR. So I could tell everyone I was seeing if I coughed, God forbid, that I was double negative. Imagine imagine that. Being so self-conscious now in New York. Like, well, I've got a cough because the cold. The longest I COVID. <laughs> I, did, I did a double PCR test this morning. I thought COVID antibodies. I'm good. This is a complete, I would say, abandonment of science, logic. What is science and logic? Well, it must be Dr. Anthony Fauci himself. Science impersonated. This is scary. Mediaite. Dr. Fauci absolutely unleashes on his critics. When you attack Dr. Anthony Fauci, you are attacking science. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait a second. Did he, what? Did I you really say science. that? And so like, I, I want to go to the exact quote. Because he, he, he worded it slightly differently, but this is not an exaggeration. Here it is. It's very dangerous, Chuck. Because a lot of what you're seeing is attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Because all of the things that I've spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people and there was pushback against me. So if you are trying to get at me as a public official and scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you are attacking science. You hear that? And anybody that looks at what is going on clearly sees that. You have to be asleep not to see that. What is science? The application of the scientific experimental methodology to test thesis, antithesis, to, 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 be, to, to, 
synthesize knowledge, to apply logic and reason and research and to expand human knowledge through that experimental process, through specific methodologies of control groups and data analysis and double-blind testing, never blindly accepting one man's orthodoxy or interpretation of science to be the truth. And by saying so, like, I've never, I haven't been on the war path against Fauci, a, a figurehead of this conspiracy of conspiracies, of the American federal government's part of the conspiracy of conspiracies, of which he might be the coordinator, unspoken. Does he sit down with the president and conspire with him? No, I'm not suggesting anything is directly organized as that, but just as nefarious to do it with a wink and a nod, and then to say, I am science, and if you attack me, you're attacking science. This crosses a whole lot of lines to anybody who actually has an appreciation of science. And I I feel like I'm, I'm pretty blessed that I had a very good education by American standards that included a decent background and explanation of these concepts. And, and I'm not trying to become some expert, but I, I have an undergraduate degree in psychology. We had to do statistical analysis and different types of studies and the kinds of social psychology experiments. And I know psychology is not, you know, sort of hard science because we don't have lab coats and beakers all the time, but it is no less an application of the scientific methodology. And I, I have an undergraduate degree that I had, I had to master certain elements and, I've always been a bit of a science nerd in the sense that, you know, it was my, maybe it was more around understanding nature and it was just benefiting from the scientific application of the experimental process that went before me. And, and, and as a kid going, wow, look at all this stuff. I get to understand because scientists figured shit out. And then you go, old Dr. Anthony Fauci. What did this fucker figure out? How to lie, rip people off and use propaganda and convince people that authority is the same as science. And it is the opposite because authority is someone said so. So because they're out there, they're the authorities, what they say must, must be true. Science says, fuck that question, everything. And frankly, at this point, I hope science can, can say, well, you know what? Fuck you, Anthony Fauci. Really, really, really. Fuck like that. Fuck you. Fuck you, because you you want you you are besmirching the good name of science itself for the Americans that don't know better, and for you to say you are going to sell out science to confuse it with authority like this, it's disgusting. Spot check news. Wait until the sterility numbers start coming out in a few years. Yeah, and that's that's my fear that you know that they're, again and I, the sterility is possibly. A bit of fear mongering, because I mean, Joey, correct me if if I'm wrong. Right. We seen any specific evidence of vaccines causing sterility or having other other than the blood and the blood clotting thing is not insignificant. We don't know how significant, and again, it should we should piss you off that we don't know exactly how significant it is. And when there are 4,200 deaths in bears, and it could be 10 times that or 100 times that, you go well, shit. 
even by death counts, the immediate cure is worse than the disease, not counting all this other shit we're going to get into in the COVID block today. But I, I'm like blood clotting, um, immune compromised, allergic responses that aren't detectable, like things like that. I'm I'm concerned with his long-term health effects of the COVID vaccine. Making you sterile, killing hundreds of thousands. No. Oh, of the Americans who got the vaccine, half of them are going to drop dead. No, those are the out there conspiracies meant to discredit people like me who are acknowledging the conspiracy in the open that is government and saying, hey, let's be cautious. This is what it's done in the past. This is what's likely it could be doing now that we're going to find out about in the future. And it's a it's not an hysterical position. It's not an emotionally driven position. It's a, dare I say, scientifically driven position. New York Times via MSN.com. China returns to its strict COVID restrictions to fight a new outbreak. Wait, weren't they COVID free? Neighborhoods under strict lockdown, thousands quarantined to millions tested in mere days. Overseas arrivals locked up for weeks and sometimes months. Yep. Yep. Uh, so China uh, appeared to get the uh, coronavirus under control nearly a year ago, but hundreds of millions of Chinese people remain unvaccinated. New variants have appeared, and questions remain about whether China's self-made vaccines can stop them. Also in international news, from Reuters, take your condoms home, social distancing, and sex in the Olympic Village. What? Yep, Tokyo Olympic what? organizers plan to give away about 150,000 condoms at next month's games, but are telling athletes to take them home rather than use them in the Olympic Village where social distancing rules and coronavirus measures are the top priority. Were you not aware of this, that, like, the the athletic... Think about it. Think about it, Joey. Joey, you're thinking about it right now, aren't you? I'm thinking think, about so much different fuckery right think now. Of, no, no, no. Just <laughs> stop and think about fun for a second. Okay. Think about the Olympic Village. Think about the world's top athletes, hot, young, <sighs> tuned bodies. Out there doing their thing. They're in the Olympics. They're feeling great. They're going to want to fuck. I, this, just, I don't know. Humans, it's the thing you want to do when you're feeling great. You this 150,000 condom thing, that's not new. This is this is like traditional classic Olympics. Like glory hole. We encourage you, just not here. I mean, imagine if like all of the Olympic, like what if the Olympics becomes like the global super spreader event? In fact, I'm gonna predict that if they go ahead with the Olympics, as is that's it. That's gonna be the one. Someone is gonna blame the olympics for being a super spreader event and there, and part of that blame is going to be the 150,000 condoms and all these fucking athletes the condoms were infected with covid and i don't mean like <laughs> fucking athletes i mean like actually fucking athletes like that's that's a big part like there's part about this there's there's a, a, it's, it's, it's a i think it's a very underrated genre actually of like olympic simulation porn but uh, olympic village porn is a thing. Um, let's see. Large numbers of condoms have been given out at games since the 1988 Seoul Olympics to raise awareness of HIV and AIDS. And organizers said the International Olympic Committee had requested their continued distribution. But athletes have been told to keep their distance from each other, meaning fewer opportunities to mingle and more. It's like that's like 
really Reuters to mingle and fuck like you just mingle in more like it's 2021 we're still doing this like well you know you know you, you, you know, <laughs> you, know the, the, you know the thing the thing they do with with the condoms <laughs> oh yeah the distribution of condoms is not for use at the athletes village but to have athletes take them back to their home countries to raise awareness of hiv and aids issues said tokyo 2020 in an email response to questions by Reuters. Sidebar here, didn't we just about beat AIDS? Isn't like, isn't AIDS done? Um, I mean, effectively I out so. of the human family petri dish. Not, yeah. I'm pretty there's, close. There's, there's a lot of people still I don't living say it's with like, AIDS and suffering, and but, but there's no. We're like, on the, no the small tail of it. Stuff. It's being, it's, it's, a, and I don't know if it's a. There was a point though. Google, Google this. Where, where, where? Hey, 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 humanity. Where are we with this AIDS thing? You know the AIDS thing. How are we doing with the AIDS thing? Um. Because, because I mean, I remember hearing about this like pre-pandemic. I guess post-pandemic, AIDS has got to be nothing. Uh, I mean, good, good for stopping the distribution of it. Distribution, it's distributed now. Like condoms are distributed. Really, cases of AIDS. I'm curious now. Would you like some AIDS with your condoms? AIDS with your condoms. But I remember reading like a year ago that like AIDS was stamped out and we don't hear about this much. We hear about it now because we're making fun of the Olympics and COVID and they're still giving out condoms. HIV incidents remain relatively stable in 2018 as compared to 14. Estimated number of HIV infections in the U.S. was 36,400 and the rate was 13.3 per 100,000 people. Not but dead, how is that historically? I don't want to say that's that, that's not dead. That's not insignificant. And according to this, but that might be insignificant compared to what it was in the South, Maryland down to Texas. That whole okay, area. but where was it? When was it highest? At the, like the, the comparison here is not what is it now compared to any baseline of zero, but what is it compared to the height of it? Mm-hmm. You gotta look at the graph. Like 2003, worst year ever for HIV says you ever port. And yeah, new cases in the U.S. Loading, were loading, 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 loading. All right, let's talk about let's talk about the Olympics some more. Officials have already barred overseas spectators and are asking those who do attend the delayed event to show their support by clapping rather than cheering or singing to try and reduce the risk of spreading the virus. Ah, it's just dystopian. Like Olympics with clapping but not cheering or singing. Mm-mm-mm. Dining has become another issue to resolve. Organizers were originally planning to feed residents of the village and vast dining halls, the largest one with capacity to seat 4,500 people at once. But now the organizers will ask athletes to dine alone, maintain social distancing with others. And wipe down surfaces after eating. This is going to be an interesting Olympics. Uh, Daily Mail. COVID alarm that can smell if someone has infection. Ceiling mounted device can detect if someone in a room has virus in 15 minutes by picking up their odor. But in 15 minutes, everybody else is already exposed. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the modern science device can detect chemical changes in skin and breath of COVID infected people. Experts say COVID detection in large room could take between 15 and 30 minutes, although in early stages. Studies suggest devices up to 
100% accurate for the trials will take place in companies also developing handheld device. Yeah, great. AP, yes, yeah, so we have an answer here, dear. The CDC predicts AIDS disappearing by 2030. There's a chart here. Oh, see, okay, so. So since 2015. So like we're most of the way down. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it's like insignificant, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're doing good. We beat yeah. AIDS. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to like, it, it's it's at the point where you want to say like, yeah, we beat AIDS, but we're not done. We have to be vigilant for like and it's another decade, an but it's not going to be. Too. Yeah, <clears throat> but in the United States, in the United States, at least, fuck parties. Millions of cases. No worries about AIDS. Jim Freedom up to 100%. What was that? What was up to 100%? I don't know. Okay. Um, oh. Jim, oh yeah, up to 100% accurate. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out, Jim. <laughs> okay, AP News. Celebrations and questions greet US vaccine donation plan. Cape Town, South Africa. US plans to donate 500 million more COVID vaccines to developing countries. We're met Thursday with both celebration and hesitation amid questions over whether the effort will be enough to help poor regions. Desperate for doses, some health officials and experts expressed hope that the pledge would encourage more donations to ease the inequalities in vaccine supplies that have become pronounced in recent months. Other observers stressed that the doses needed to roll out quickly. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because white people have such a great record of administering medication to black people. We've, we've done great. We've done yeah. great. Yeah. See, Wall Street Journal, national parks are overcrowded and closing their gates. Really interesting, like, positive side effect, I guess, like, of the whiplash of the isolations. People do want to get out and being out, feel comfortable not wearing masks and just kind of, like, not getting close to people. Like, the actual public sentiment is like, fuck yeah, parks are open. Let's do this. Subheadline, as pandemic-weary Americans had the most over or the most popular parks of summer nearby towns are getting overrun. And actually, so I, you know, this is I could bitch about government not managing natural resources effectively or efficiently enough to allow uh, demand to be met. <clears throat> but I'll just say, hey, it's kind of a good thing to see that this is what people want to do post pandemic, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Wall Street Journal. New study finds slightly elevated risk of bleeding disorders after AstraZeneca vaccine. Analysts of Scotland data cite similarities to side effects linked to common childhood vaccines. So again, if you're really biased against the vaccines, as I tend to be, and happily admit it, especially forced vaccines and vaccines that come out like this, and you know, with what I've experienced in the military, um, you know, you could look at this and be like, oh, another, another, you know, side effect. Which, you know, like, and if you're biased for the vaccine, you look at this and go, like, yeah, another like very minor side effect that we're keeping track of and, you know, we're managing properly. And and the truth is really in the middle and that it's this is a preliminary thing and we, we don't know right now. That's kind of sad. Bloomberg, in world's worst vaccine line, the wait lasts hours and gets you nothing. Editors note, there are few places as chaotic or dangerous as Venezuela. Life in Caracas is a series of short stories that seeks to capture the surreal quality of living in a land of total disarray. Uh, Ivan Arias has been standing for six hours in what is very possibly the world's longest COVID vaccination line when I found him on Monday morning. 
The Caribbean sun was scorching, and Arias, 75, looked exhausted. This was the fourth straight day. He had risen well before sunrise to get in line with hundreds of other elderly Venezuelans outside a drab state-run hotel in downtown Caracas. The previously three, previous three days, he had retreated home, unvaccinated and starving around noon. On this day, though, he was determined not to give up so easily. He arrived even earlier, 4 a.m., packed in arepa, stuffed with sausage, eggs, and cheese. By 10 a.m., he had barely advanced at all. <laughs> yeah. All right, to the side effects, DNYUZ, as battle against virus wanes, mayors confront a new challenge, crime. Mayors of American cities have yearned for the moment they could usher in and return to normalcy, casting away coronavirus restrictions on bars, restaurants, parties, and public gatherings. Yet now, even with reopenings underway across the U.S., as the pandemic recedes, city leaders must contend with another crisis, a crime wave with no signs of ending. And again, it's it's crumbling of Babylon that we've, we've been watching where it, it, you, know, you stress people out, keep people unemployed, and then put them on welfare. And to the point where today you can't hire people for a lot of jobs because they'd rather stay on welfare. Well, what are those people on welfare going to do? A lot of them, you know, and, and I support the kind of criminality that is, I'll work under the table, get a side gig. But a lot of that is, well, I can rob people. I can steal cars. Like, well, stealing cars is kind of like not really a thing anymore. But steal hubcaps, car stereos, that's still sort of a thing. It's not really, not so much anymore. But um, remember when you used to take your car <clears> stereo <throat> out and walk into the grocery store with it? Yeah, pop, they made them with the detachable faces. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for some more specifics, AP. Rass of mass shootings stirs U.S. fears heading into summer. Yeah, Two people were killed and at least 30 others wounded in mass shootings overnight in three states. Authorities said Saturday, stoking concerns the spike in U.S. gun violence could continue into summer as coronavirus restrictions ease and more people are free to socialize. Because, you know, when people socialize, they like to shoot each other. Um, no, but when you've created this cauldron, of mental health aggravators, what do you expect? New York Post, nypost.com, violence and chaos continues to overrun Washington Square Park. Violence continues to spiral out of control on Saturday in and around Washington Square Park where anti-cop graffiti was scrawled on its arch. A man was beaten and robbed of a cell phone, two others knifed in a wild brawl, and an elderly cook left bloodied after a vicious morning attack in a neighborhood diner. The chaos around the Greenwich Village Park left at least six injured and a 27-year-old charged with felony assault as residents and law enforcement alike pleaded for an end to the anarchy. One, NY, one disgusted NYPD source told the, new, told the Post in the week of latest madness, the perps run this town. It is scary to walk around New York City streets. It has gotten so bad. The daylight doesn't scare the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, cops are out in the daytime, so that makes sense. <laughs> the Atlanta Journal-Constitution after historically deadly 2020 Atlanta homicides are at nearly 60% in 2021. <clears throat> How far are we into 2021? Halfway. Not even. Just about exactly halfway. Almost halfway. Almost. <laughs> Almost halfway, people. <laughs> you thought 2020 was bad. I told you. 
I'll just I'll just say this one. I told you so. Like I told you, there's going to be more bad shit to come than the cure being worse than the disease. Here you go. DCClothesline.com. CVS calls for violence against people unvaccinated or just jab people to punch them in the face. Oh. Well, gee, maybe that's where it's coming from. Uh, this is from Natural News, actually. Fauci emails have brought us another bombshell about how America's doctor was involved with conducting heinous human animal hybrid experiments using aborted human baby parts. Tony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases funneled money to the University of Pittsburgh where mad scientists used American taxpayer dollars. Anyway. Um, to the punching though, uh, yeah, this is this is uh, there, there's a whole this isn't science, there, there's a whole other weird social engineering element to this, and even, even like looking cool, Tom Rello is getting in on it. Fuck you, really. I thought, I mean, we were friends at one point, we were friends, he was. He was a big star. I was an activist with IVW. Um, you know, we were all nobodies next to him when you know, Rage Against the Machine was still actually making people believe that they were raging against the machine as opposed to a signed mainstream corporate brand of sellouts. And now my71tucson.ir.com, my 70, my 97.1, sorry, yeah. Tom Morello uses Wu-Tang acronym to promote coronavirus safety. You know what Wu-Tang stands for? Wash hands. Use masks properly. Touch nothing. Avoid large crowds. Never touch your face with unclean hands. Go to the hospital if you have severe symptoms. That's wash, use, touch, avoid, never go. Wu-Tang! Did Wu-Tang sell out too, or is this oh, just like Wu-Tang Tom aware Morello? Of this? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Wu-Tang's going to be like, Tom Morello, you fucking sell out, really? You're Wu-Tang using an R name. Yeah, so. Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I'm just look. I've known that Rage were pathetic sellouts since middle school. I don't know why. It was just an intuition. I was always that kid, like, mm, nope. While everybody was rocking out to Rage, I'm glad it's come to the surface. I just, I'm not crazy. They suck. Rant over. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it, they make it sound like it's his idea that this is Tom Morello, um, anyway, let's get through our COVID block. It's, it's just part of my childhood died. Today. This is so not metal, Tom. That is so not anarchy. This is so not think for yourself. I mean, he's well. He he would say he's a um. He's like a left anarcho-communist sort. I mean, I, I know I don't know. I'm not saying he uses that label specifically, but I'm he's in that genre of ideology, or at least he was at the time. So he's making elementary like, school esque acronyms for people to remember to wash their hands. The I mean, we learned that in no, but it's it's <laughs> it's promoting the fear and hysteria of COVID on the on behalf of authorities, and like Tom Morello can't see that shit. All right. Cron.com, Washington Post story. Temp checks, digital menus, and touchless mustard. The maddening persistence of hygiene theater. And it's like, yeah, you scared a lot of dumb people. And corporations got to appeal to the lowest common denominator. It's like we, we went to, uh, we did In N Out yesterday. They got the ice they machine. They now have the touchless ice machine, but not touchless iced tea. 
and they have touchless condiments because they put them in a bag now. So they touch them, they put them in a bag, and then they give you the bag so that it's contactless. The things that they this is hygiene uh, theater. All right, what does this come down to? We go to naturalnews.com uh, for a last bit of the bad news on this. Drought collapsing the food supply, lawlessness collapsing blue cities as America plunges towards third world chaos. Yeah. I, I just, I some random thing triggered me to make this tweet the other day. It was Soviet Union, colon. <coughs> Collapses, America. Colon, watch my beer or hold, hold my, my beer. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I screwed it up. Uh, natural news: We are rad rapidly approaching the end of America and the end of the world as we know it. Every institution or sustainable civilization is being torn to shreds by the anti-human globalists and their obedient democratic operatives. You know, Democrat. Yeah, the money supply, the food supply, science and medicine, the rule of law, parental rights medical ethics, and even national sovereignty. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not... I, I, you can't argue with applying sensationalist language because we live in sensational times. But finally, finally, and it's young Americans, not old Americans, from studyfinds.org, we're going to end our COVID. You're not blog. old. You pointed at yourself. We're young... Did I? You're like not old Americans. Not old Americans. <laughs> I didn't mean to point. Was I not old? Not, not like people like me. No, I'm not old yet. Okay, I'm about to turn forty and have my quarter life crisis. But uh, no, study finds out our seven and ten young Americans say they've had a health self awakening during the pandemic. I like that. Depending on what that means. If it's a health self awakening that they need to do drugs and get vaccines, that's, that's different. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, well, our, should we go to our guest early? Our guest is backstage. Did we ever get a bio? I don't know. I mean, I know, I know Joby through his work, essentially, um, through our mutual friend who keeps me up with it. Um, and we have a very interesting guest today. Maybe while, while you're, uh, figuring that out, Joey, um, what do you think? What do I think? No. Yeah. I mean... That's up to. Uh, Do you want to do Mental Health Monday first? I mean, we're getting. Uh, we're getting. Joby seems to want. He's he's chomping at the bit. Mm -hmm. All right then, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Joey Val, Nazi impersonator, provocateur, alt right, dancing around the fringes, activist. Someone, I mean, Jovi and I could like could, someone with a good. A good fashion sense for eyewear. I will. I will say we also have that in common, sir. Um, Jovi always stylishly outfitted. Someone I, I could I could really debate for all the things we disagree with 
And there might be, there's going to be some of that creeping into this interview, I'm afraid. Um, But I want to talk to Jovi just as as a a fun case as an activist, uh, as a provocateur, um, who's definitely not working for government. I mean, I can't say that about, you can't say that for sure about anybody. But um, he's he has way too much fun to be a government agent. Jovi, welcome to Adam versus the Man. How are you doing this morning? Hey, how are you doing? Uh, good morning. Uh, yeah, uh, I just want to let you know, I'm not all right. I never, never <laughs> was a part of that. I don't even go on 4chan. Uh, 4chan comes to me, if anything. And <laughs> yeah, I, I never really had a respect for the guys that were pushing that alt-right stuff because, um, you know, I'm, I'm very much out there, very open of my beliefs. So at the time, I was a Trump supporter. I, I was, you know, surrounded by the alt-right, 1488, Happy Merchants, all of that, right? So I didn't know anything about it. And the issue that I had with the alt-right is that they would talk about this in their little chats. But when it came time to interact with Jews, IDF, JDL, all these groups, very quiet, very much, you know, looking at, down at the ground. And that's not me. As soon as okay, I woke hold, up. Hold on. Let me make this. Let me, let me make sure I understand. So, so your sort of initial objection is you got to know the people around the alt-right. Um, yeah. Is that they didn't live up to their rhetoric. In terms of like being mean enough to Jews, they were mean on the internet, but in person they were awfully quiet, and I didn't appreciate that. I didn't appreciate that. You know, you have so much to say about mm-hmm. them behind their backs, but you cannot say it to their faces. I understand. You know, Jews have so much power in this country that even if you think differently about them, they will call you "quote unquote" anti-Semitic. And my response to that would be, "Are you a Semite?" <laughs> okay okay well jovi <laughs> uh there's a, there's a lot we have to come back to and all that but why don't you give us like maybe a little bit more of your personal background like how did you end up becoming a trump supporter i don't mean like you know your your life story necessarily but at least your your ideological life story well i'm from new york city i grew up uh right wing you know conservative conservative household uh, I remember growing up, my father said we were not allowed to watch The Simpsons because Bart disrespects his father. Same thing with Full House for some reason. We were not allowed to watch Full House. So I grew up with these values already to, you know, respect authority, respect elders, your parents, of course. And I and I brought that with me to adulthood. Now, during Obama's presidency, I was still against gay marriage and I was still against abortions. So I would get into arguments with so many people during that time. I was called a Nazi for saying um, you know, Hitler was powerful. And that was it. That's all I said uh, during 420, because I don't smoke weed before, um, you know, 2016, I would dress up like Hitler on 420 and basically say, do you know what today is? <laughs> that was it. Had, had nothing to do with, you know, praising the man like I do now. <laughs> okay, okay. So that was just like, pure provocatism. Like there was no it was like, performance was th- art, to provoke a response. Right? It was to educate those that 420 means something more than just getting high. And <laughs> and for those of us that don't get high, what do we celebrate? You know? Hey, isn't getting high enough? Isn't getting high enough for you, Jovi? All right. Adrenaline junkie, perhaps. Okay, quick quick side quick sidebar on your appearance, if if if, if I may, because uh 
you've always had a chin patch, right? Or some 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 version of that. And 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 distinctly stylish glasses as part of your personal appearance brand, right? Is is that trying to like make that a thing with conservatives on the side or with something else? Because both of those strike me as sort of liberal looks. Is that is that, is that Joe? Is that is that unfair I, stylistically? Absolutely not. I I agree. Okay. Well, I've worn these for about maybe seven years. The style, eight years, right? And it was more um, from watching. I'm, I'm a big, you know, mafia aficionado. I love the movies. I love the history, the documentaries. That I was really into the, you know, um, organized crime in America. And you know, of course, now I see the issues with that, as it also demonizes the Italian community. But um, you know, at that time, I was very much into this. And I saw a guy in one of the documentaries. His name is Frank Culotta, who was actually in the movie Casino. So the guy that actually killed Anthony Spilatro, and which the movie Casino is based on, right? The guy that kills Nicky Santoro, you know, Joe Pesci's character, that guy is actually the real hitman for Anthony Spilatro. And Martin Scorsese used him. So he had a pair of um, frames that were Gazal 607 legends or something like that and i just fell in love with them and i and i and i was working at the time I, what was i doing i was working for this third party company for whole foods and i just bought me a pair and i and i just wore them all the time i love the aesthetically i like it it works for you and it's Great. a good it's a yeah. good distinct brand okay really? so so you come you come into to this activism with this you know just general conservative background Yes. Um, your sort of uh, affiliations with people, are, and I use it loosely, but around um, the the smaller subdivisions of Trump supporters, of which alt right Trump supporters were one group. Are there any other groups that 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 you would be like more affiliated with during that time? During the MAGA movement. Yeah, no, no, well, during during Trump's first campaign, like, right, we're talking 2015, 2016 time frame. During Trump's first campaign, I just went to, uh, I saw somebody wear a MAGA hat in New York City. And I walked up to him and I said, you know, this is a very controversial hat, right? And he was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, huh, well, you know, I, I see that there's Christians involved with the movement. I see that it's right wing and conservative. So I want to be a part of that as well. Now, I'm wearing these, right? at a time where, you know, uh, you can probably get them taken off your face because it's so dangerous in New York at times, New York City, right? So I'm, I'm not the type of guy to, like, back down from wearing anything that's either controversial or, quote-unquote, dangerous, you know? So I decided to put that MAGA hat on because I'm a right-winger. I wasn't, like, registered or anything like that. Like, I was never really political. I never voted, and, you know, um, I don't plan on doing that ever again. So the thing is, uh, yeah, I'll give you a little little snippet of like what happens when you vote. Uh, you probably know this. So the thing is, I was definitely more into the uh, ideas of the right wing. So I went out there by myself holding a sign that said, hello, Donald. Bye bye, Barry. And it showed a picture of Donald Trump and, and Barack Obama. And little did I know that I went into Michael Moore's event, which had 2,000 pissed off, you know, New Yorkers or quote unquote New Yorkers because they're all transplants anyways. So they all are there and they're ready to attack me. 
and and they're throwing punches and water and i'm just there by myself with the sign and there was this kid next to me he wanted to join me as well but i didn't want him to get hurt you know so i just <laughs> went through the crowd going towards michael moore and they just wouldn't let me so the cops came and got involved so then i started seeing you know the political climate of new york city and little i was watching like alex jones before i got involved and i was wondering like is this really happening in america is it really happening in new york city Oh my, it is. Okay, so I need to get involved because this is my city. This is where I grew up. I don't want this, uh, you know, quote unquote, liberal hellhole, as I thought at the time. So, you know, I was always that guy that just go out there by myself sometimes and do it. And and people can say whatever they want. They can say, you know, uh, a provocateur. They can say that I'm part of the alt-right or I'm just trolling. I was like, no, this is me. This is just like, you know, uh, my father used to evangelize in the streets and we go to the worst neighborhoods and hand out the leaflets, you know, so that's what I was doing. I felt like I was evangelizing in a way to have Christian values that were being ignored and even attacked as I was growing up. So I said, now nah, I'm going to speak. Are you a Christian? What kind? What does it mean to you? Well, to me, uh, I'm a non-denominational and I feel like sometimes we are the most radical because we're not really controlled by any beliefs except for read the Bible, go to church, pray to the Lord, perhaps sing to the Lord, right? And instill that in your children and their children, you know, so on and so forth, like my father did with me. So I, I believe in that. You know, I believe in Christ. You know, I know you probably, you're what, you're like an atheist Jew or something like that. Right? <laughs> I mean, this is the well, reason I'm, why. I'm, I didn't perfect, I'm a perfectly good example of a self-hating atheist Jew. No. I'm I'm a I'm more of a pantheist uh, Buddhist Wiccan, if, if anything. Yeah, you see, I, I'll just say um, I'm not a Christian if I was you. So it's not so, a binary system, Jovi, Christian or not Christian. The world well, is more complicated than you would like it to be. I mean, if you think about it, Jews go Jew or Goyim. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'm, right. I'm half German, half Jewish, so I'm genetically yeah. programmed you're, uh, myself. You're Ashkenazi, I know. Finding <laughs> everybody for some reason, but you know the thing is, I started out. I started out with free speech, pro Second Amendment. Then I started digging deeper, you know. And there were friends that were alt right that were trying to throw a little bit at me, like little hints, but they weren't really good at that, you know. It took. Um, I guess going to uh, an event, Unite the Right Two, because I missed out on the first one because <laughs> Jews were saying, Jews were saying, oh, it's anti-Semitic. You can't be a part of this. This is not about America. And I'm like, well, you're wrong because they're in the South and they want to preserve these monuments that ever right to do that. That's the American way. And, you know, I, I let them get in my head a little bit. But then I started realizing, like, who's against free speech in America? You know, and then I used to quote Voltaire saying that I might not agree with what you say, but I'll defend it to death for your right to say it. Right now, I don't believe that I'm completely against free speech because it's given to pedophiles and prostitutes. And I'm not for that. You know, and you see it all the time. The, the pedophiles and prostitutes are the ones that get free speech when it comes to guns. Whites are being having their guns taken from them. And all the blacks that are in Chicago, they're allowed to flash their guns all they want. So it's like this form of the Cohen Act. I don't know if you ever read Turner Diaries, but it's the form of the Cohen Act. They're pushing this idea that, you know, white gun ownership is wrong and everyone else can have them just just as long as, you know, we don't ever you don't ever go against your government. And, and I think that's the problem here. 
I think it's because, you know, whites historically have gone against their government, whereas other groups have not really. And when they look at these gang members flashing guns, they're probably thinking like, they're going to kill each other anyways. You know, we don't have to worry about them. So you, you dig deep on who's against pro-Second Amendment, who's against the First Amendment. And they're Jews, you know. And, and you can say, you can say, you know, uh, not all Jews, you know, that Naxal thing. I don't believe that. I, I believe uh, Naxal is nonsense. Not all X are like that. I believe in something called Axol Tupo, which is all X are like that until proven otherwise, you know. And this goes especially for women, but we'll get into that of some other time, I guess. So <laughs> now my oh, thing hold is. On, hold, hold on, Joey. Before I, th- th- I got I to like at least insert a disclaimer, like, you know, views of our guests may not reflect the views of the host. Of the show. There's a lot. In other words, there's a lot in there I could pick apart. Um, but but I actually want to suggest uh, a potential and in, in, in maybe sharing a different understanding that might appeal to you about freedom of speech being pro or anti freedom of speech through the libertarian analysis of freedom of speech is not really a thing as much as it is. You have freedom of property rights, right? Like I own my vocal cords. So I have freedom of speech to the extent that I'm not yelling in somebody's ear. If I'm on my own property, if I'm in my own house, if I'm broadcasting to voluntary recipients of my noise absolutely i have freedom of speech if you want to if you want to interfere with that you're interfering with with our private property and our individual rights at some level but what free speech has been perverted into under the tragedy of of the commons is a right to government privilege of speech and access to specific channels of speech have you have you considered that have i considered that um, it's seen as property. That right, you consider that understanding. So it's not really whether you're well, pro-free speech well, or not. It's like is, if you're pro-private um, property, you have to be I, pro-free speech. I don't, I don't agree that uh, there is free speech in America at all, really. I mean, sure. I don't know if you've seen Plenty any of, of the work. Did you hear about Florida when we went down to Florida? And we were, we were the ones that were in that van that said Hitler was right and we had the Palestinian flag. Did you not hear about this? It yeah, was, no, no, I've, I've heard, no. Yeah. And I got to say, one thing I, I admire about, I, I, I shouldn't say admire. I mean, I admire the courage. I admire the willingness to, to take the heat, so to speak. But I appreciate that a lot of what you do that I would call provocateur activism is, is illuminating the boundaries of freedom of speech for people. It's it's a it's a form of nonviolent accelerationism. And what it's going to do, it's going to do one or two things. People are going to start waking up and start questioning Jews more. Right. They're going to start wondering, like, you know, uh, let's see what's this question. (laughs) So So what it's going to do is it's going to wake people up. Right. To say, how far can free speech go? Right. Right. It's going to have someone like DeSantis sign a a bill. Right. For anti-Semitism to help protect the Jewish community. And that will wake up people. Unfortunately, it's going to suppress the ideas that are considered, quote unquote, anti-Semitic. Although these people are not really Semites. And you're not a Semite, but I'm pretty sure you've used that before when someone had said something against Jews. Right. No, I'm I, I mean, I'm uh, so just so you know, what does it mean to me to be Jewish? Uh, I have a I have, I'm not at all Jewish, uh, religious, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not at all religiously Jewish. 
I am 50% Ashkenazi by genetic inheritance, both by family story and genetic tests. Um, I have a big nose. Um, and my family history is of my, my Jewish grandparents uh, escaping from Hungary before World War II to Montreal. So I, I have no... Hmm? Before the Holocaust? Yeah, well... well uh, you, you want to talk Holocaust? I'm I'm already on the uh, revisionist train in that the mythology of the Holocaust is way overblown and way over directed and targeted about the Jewish experience. I'm not a denier. The Holocaust is very real, but it wasn't what we've been told it is in the history written by the victors. It yes. was, you know, the death of a million plus Jews, gypsies and other undesirables in labor camps, not in extermination camps. At least okay. I'm confident in saying it's a lot closer to that than, than the mainstream. You're, you're confident with giving them 700 million, 700,000 more bodies is what you're confident with. I mean, well, I'm, the saying, I'm, record... saying, I'm saying, no, 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 I'm Joby. I'm saying I'm not an expert. I'm confident. I've studied the issue enough to be confident in saying the mainstream narrative narrative is seriously fucked. And it's it's exaggerated thusly, and it's a lot closer to what I said. I didn't say I'm confident exactly. I'm not going to debate with you numbers on this I'm, topic. I'm streaming this, by the way. I'm also streaming this. So when you curse, I have to add a Monero to the swear jar. So it's like, <laughs> all I, right, all right. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm 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 just sharing a little bit of my my sort of sympathetic understanding of points that we don't have to debate. I'm also very aware we of don't have to debate. We, we do not have to debate that 271,501 people died in those camps, right? And very least. they're not all Jews. There's right. more people. There's a bigger population in Anchorage, right, Alaska, than there well, is of those who it, died. It, it, Joby, I, my point is I'm with you on the larger narrative of the Jewish history. And we don't really have when to debate that. When you say a million, so that's when I have to disagree. Okay, no, no, I would say a total dead in all, as that the number is... 17 million Germans died said, in World War II. I said it's a lot closer to one than seven. That's what I'm saying, okay? I think that's a pretty big acknowledgement of the core distinction in the history, okay? That's all I'm saying. I don't want to debate no, no, this. No, it's it's just, you have to understand, um, when we go out there and we talk about the Holocaust or we talk about Jews, we are being targeted by our own government. Like I saw oh, yeah. you went out there. No. See, this is my point. I'm with you that uh, I, I want to say I'm with you on the bigger point that history has been revised to serve the victors and in many ways to support the state of Israel and that the uh, the influence of APAC and the Jewish lobby is outsized and that in many ways Jews have conspired as as not as Jews. But I do really disagree with even the word, the, the use of the term Jews, because the it is so much more inclusive to include people like me, to include to include Jews against Zionism, to include people who are completely against what the the, the state of Israel is doing, who are celebrating right now that Benjamin Netanyahu is out, and and uh, that that's going to make 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 for a hopefully a major de-escalation de-escalation de excuse me of the brutality of the government of Israel, which is long overdue. Now, um, now, don't get me wrong. I would say this. Um, I would give uh, a chance to, you know how you try to de-radicalize it and say that it's not all Jews. It's certain Jews like elites or Zionists, you know, 
and, and you disregard the Bolsheviks, of course, you disregard even Messianic or probably the ultra-Orthodox, who all believe for some reason that six million perished. And, and that's the issue that we have here, is that we keep going to the Holocaust, no matter how much you want to go Sir, to hey, Joey, Joey, this is the worst perversion of American culture. Playing the victim is so tempting, isn't it? What do you mean? I, I'm just saying we should take into consideration who are the true victims of World War II and not point at the group of people that have done nothing but cause war all over this world, and especially to whites, Christians, men. And I, and I even say that, you know, no woman really has to worry about the feds kicking their door in. But God forbid I say something that's too, quote unquote, radical, that door is getting kicked in. And I know that because I had friends who had their doors kicked in for saying less than mm -hmm. I have sometimes. Well, like I said, Jewish-controlled social media. Yeah, platform. no, I'm, I'm I'm not so in denial of the mainstream narrative narrative that I haven't questioned everything. I would just ask you to be slightly more precise with your language, and I, that's a petty request of mine almost. But I think it's important to not say Jews when you can say. Zionists, or when you can refer to specific groups of Jews. Adam, I'm being nice by saying Jews, that's for sure. I'm being very nice. <laughs> there's oh, there's plenty of names. There's plenty of names we can call them. There's plenty of names. You know? No, I know. So I'm, I'm, being I'm, very nice. I'm being very nice. I'm being very nice. I've seen plenty of worse shit on the internet, though, even, even directed at me. Yeah. Um, but I will say so this. One sec. I'm sorry. Hold on a sec. I, I apologize. Um, one sec. Sorry about that. No worries. I'm just having an issue hey, right now. Do you, you have other questions for Jovi? You can get them in the comments. Joey can at least be reading them or, or passing them. Yes, on. I can read. No, yeah, maybe Jim. Jim's, we got comments though. All right, awesome. go ahead, sir. Sorry about that. Uh, somebody keeps no calling worries. me. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on, I'm having an issue here. Hold on. <laughs> Stop calling me, Bob. Yes. The next thing I want so the thing is the thing is you want to finish the thought. Go ahead. My my thing is right. You you don't just I, I I'm gonna quote a friend of mine. You don't just wake up hating Jews. And I really don't believe in hate. I, I think there's no hate stronger than what Jews have done to whites, Christians, Europeans, just as a whole, right? They, they sweep all these genocides under the rug and then they cry about their so-called six million. I'm not like that. I say, love your own more than you hate others, right? That's my focus here. So, you know, when people push this accelerationist view that, you know, we need the worst to happen, the biggest chaos, hate, anger, rage. I'm not for that. I, I'm a Christian. At the end of the day, I do believe that in Luke, it says to, you know, trade in your purse for a sword. And I am a fighter. I will fight against the Jew. Absolutely. And when you go around saying one million, even I have to fight against that because I will give the number and it's less than 300,000, less than 300,000. And that's very important because this is why we have so much uh, suppression of free speech in America, because it's not even free speech anymore. It's anti-white speech. And that's it. That's all it is. And you see it with the MAGA movement. That's why I left the MAGA movement. I left the MAGA movement because it did not respect whites, even though that, that was their base. It didn't respect Christians. It didn't even respect men. There's no whites for Trump, Christians for Trump, or men for Trump. Why? Why was that? 
And I, I kept asking this question. And then I go to Kate Steinle's rally. And then the girls saying, we don't want this sign here because a man held a sign that said, stop killing white girls. The woman was white. She was killed by a Mexican. Why, why are we not talking about this? It's anti-white well, speech. I want to ask you again then about how you're, you started to touch on it. How has your ideology or your perspective transformed post your experiences like that? Where, where would you say you are now in contrast to even the last few years? It was conservatism. Then I leaned into libertarianism because of our mutual friend. But you know what? It took about a week to see that it is a godless party. You guys, uh, if anything, uh, you're against government, but you're okay with corporations slapping you around. Perhaps I'm wrong, right? But then I leaned more towards right, and I saw that there was this uh, presence of paganism. Um, you know, if anything, some, some of it was satanic, esoteric Hitlerism. And I leaned more towards esoteric Hitlerism, but also I understand that there's other systems that might work, like phalangism from Spain. And it, it's really just embracing fascism as a solution to Marxism. And, and that's what they did in Spain. And this has nothing to do with hating others. It has to do with protecting your own. And I, I'm willing to do that. And I will start an American phalangist party in America and, and shut down and break apart this Jew party system, whether it's Zionists or Bolsheviks working together to try to tell us that they're not alike. Like, you really expect me to believe just because DeSantis says we don't want your liberal ideology in Florida, that I'm supposed to believe that he's really for the betterment of America? Of course not. It's basically saying, hey, you're not supposed to come here, but because you're rebellious, please come. Yeah. Well, you know, Jovi, I, I hope you do appreciate the genuine expression of my uh, thanks for your activism and things that do highlight the limits on free speech. I think we can stand together there in, in, in the public square and being open to new ideas. And you've certainly proven yourself that way. And to be a very interesting case of transformation of ideology that in, in many ways is essential to my story, having gone from being uh, an essentially pro-government, pro-militarism Marine to being the opposite of that. Uh, I'd like to think my progression was a little more logical and linear. And rather than debate you, it's more fun to just hear your story. But I would encourage you to take, take another look at libertarianism as a property rights construct and give it a chance. Uh, you know, you might find uh, Hans Hermann Hoppe, uh, who, who's a bit more of, a, I guess I would say, tribalist libertarian, uh, who, who would use that same voluntarist ethical framework to address a lot of your concerns and unique understandings of history. And even, as, as I would say, with libertarianism that I promote as localization, it, for people who would like to be tribalist, it promotes the opportunity to do that with political flexibility and reflect the market demand for association and governmental systems rather than being, you know, the statist, firm, you know, territorial, ideology-based, corporatist problem that we both would recognize today are problematic. Uh, libertarians, we definitely are not in favor of corporations slapping us around. We want to see all power checked by the market and individuals to have that power expressed. So rather than debate all these things with you, um, I, I really want to give you a chance to just, you know, is there is there anything else that, that you want to promote or or that you think is important right now? Maybe if you have thoughts on where we are with COVID 
you know, any final thoughts or. Yeah. So, um, you're, you're doing all of this on uh YouTube, right? And, uh, I yeah. used to be on YouTube, but I decided to lean off of it. It's because, uh, the CEO is what's her name? Wojcicki. And then she's connected to 23 and me through her sister. Oh yeah. So all connections. That oh, are it's just... all Babylonian. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so, you know, um, I decided to uh, interact with a group called Goyim Defense League, GDL, and they have their own site called Goyim TV. Now it's it's for the Goyim, of course, you know. And and I thought it was great because I remember the Trump supporters embracing deplorable and seeing it as a term of endearment. So we will take the word Goyim and we'll make it our own, you know. And the thing is, I I, I thought it was clever. I, I think it works. And I'm on there now. I'm, I'm actually streaming from America Fash, right? Because even if you have people like I call them Nickelodeon Fuentes, but you know Nick J Fuentes. <laughs> um, yeah, you can take that by the way. So so Thank I you. see his movement as a a a little edgier version of Turning Point USA. So I call it Turning Point 2.0. So we have America Fash where we're just straight to the point. You know, I've already interviewed a friend that uh, you know is in federal prison right now just because of speaking against the government. And then the feds thought it would be a great idea to bait him. I spoke to a man who fled America because he's had, uh, you know, opposition to the government or just opinions against the government. This is the problem that we're dealing with, you know. And I feel like libertarians are not really addressing this. Democrats are not really addressing this. Republicans are not addressing this. So I say move into the third positionist movements, right, whether it's fascism, national socialism, phalangism. Move into these, you know, other movements and try to figure out which one works best against tyranny, you know, and, and that's what we want to do. And I get what you're saying, you know, fascism is a form of tyranny, but what we're dealing with now, what I see now as democracy, give me fascism, please. No, fair enough. I, I, I understand there's a lot we could pick apart in the terminology. And I would, I would suggest that what you're describing as fascism is not historically maybe what Mussolini would describe it as is the merging of corporations and state and that we could pick apart definitions all day long. Um, but I, I want to ask just one, I want to make one last counterpoint and, and give you a chance to respond before, before you sign off. We, when you say protect your own, that's a kind of tribalism. Uh, it, it seems archaic to me in the sense that in the past, before we, we were able to identify with other human beings on more meaningful grounds, that skin color, tribe, race, things like that, were absolutely of paramount importance for survival and were good for the health of the world to maintain uh, you know, a certain status quo segregation. And that forced mixing of, of peoples, whether by race or by religion, even if they're of the same race, could have had, has had over history disastrous consequences but now that we live in a globally connected world and can see ourselves as part of a, a global human family why not associate why, why associate still based on race as opposed to say intellect or political persuasion or culture or values things that i would hope even even to a, a true racist would transcend racism well, E. Michael Jones believes that if we can take Catholicism and bring it to Africa, then how great Africa would be, right? But look what happened when we brought Catholicism to even Latin America, right? It's, it's a third world country. They're fleeing right now to come to America. So I don't believe in that idea of religion and culture will make things better. 
I do understand that there was a time where people actually fought for blood and soil. There was tribalism. And you have that, of course, as a Jew. You know, you say you're 50 percent Ashkenazi. But guess what? I'm pretty sure you're more proud to say that you're Ashkenazi because it seems like you are proud to say you're Ashkenazi because you never really point out the German features when you say you're German. You know? <laughs> and I do understand. And I do understand that Ashkenazi is hilariously are, more relevant. But you are absolutely right to call me on that. Good, you don't, you don't go, hey, look at my eyes, look at, <laughs> look at my chin, you know? So it's like, um, I believe that uh, race no, matters. No, no, I have, I have the weak Jewish chin. You know, they say a politician with a beard is hiding something. <laughs> so that's what so my, my thing is, right, uh, when it comes to race, I see that we all know race. We all You understand the bell curve that with race, there is right. an IQ level, of course, right? And we can even say that, Asians have a higher IQ, but they're over here eating rat heads because of protein deficiency, right? That's not what whites would do if they had that issue in America, of course. Maybe, right? I'm just, I'm just saying that uh, we, we can focus on the fact that we wanted out of time for our kids to look like us. I mean, even if you look at the Simpsons, look at the way they drew Milhouse and his parents exactly alike, right? I think that's something that we want to move more toward, you know? Wouldn't you want to look at your kid and be like, my son looks, my father does that. He walks into the room. There's four of us, four boys. He walks in, smiles. He has this big grin on his face and he has the same long chin. And he goes, all my kids look like me. And it's just like, it's a beautiful thing. And then my brother has a daughter, looks just like my mother. Why would you want to take that away because of so-called love when you're really just fetishizing other races? Let's be honest here. I mean, I mean, white men do it with Asian women uh, for some reason. <laughs> push uh pornography the jews are pushing pornography are you, are you, are you, all right all right joby if you're if you're descending into kink shaming now <laughs> i gotta cut you up no. uh thank you thank you no, it's been a great interview i really appreciate it and uh thank you for a fun conversation for not dressing up like hitler today no absolutely uh you know let's do it again all right thank you brother no. all right so finally do we need to do we need to smoke after that interview that was fun yeah. you know i mean i i I had no idea like what to expect. I've seen, you know, enough of his other activism that, you know, I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, it was totally true. Like I, I appreciate that about your, you know, that, that if you're a uh, peaceful right-wing provocateur, but you're pushing the envelope of free speech. I'm really like, all right. I can see the edges over there. Like, yeah. Free speech, yeah. but against free speech. I can't. What I love, I think. <laughs> but, right, really, but against free speech. He didn't hold back. He didn't hold yeah. back. So. Yeah. I mean, there's so many individuals. I, I get. I, if you guys want me to have him back, I think he was a good guest. He was fun, personable, well spoken. And it's sort of like, if you're going to tell people the truth, make them laugh or they'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Like if you're going to be racist, you better be funny. He's, I mean, we, we could have him back to debate any of the issues that we touched on today. Oh, that should be and definitely a special a debate only event. Yeah. Right. Maybe we'll do it that way as a fundraiser. But uh, today it was just like, let's, let's get a sample of Jovi's mind. And uh, I think we got a really good one. So with that, it's it's Mental Health Monday. Finally, <coughs> the show.
<laughs> okay. Our first story, Joey, you sent us this one, abc-7.com. Definitely good news. Psychedelic revolution on horizon could change mental health treatment. Oh, really? Psychedelic revolution on the horizon? Can I see it? Can I see it? Sales! No, wait, that's that's pirates. Um, what do we do for psychedelic revolution? Uh, drugs! 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 <laughs> drugs! <laughs> drugs! <laughs> no, they... <laughs> There's all these good stand-up bits about like when you're walking down the street in New York and you hear someone just going, weed, heroin, cocaine. Is there you're just like waiting for you there because if you all you hear is your drug, right? If you're out walking down the street like fiending for heroin, and it's a blah 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 heroin, blah 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 heroin. And they go, hey, that guy, that guy, that guy. Like that's how that's how dealers find customers um, i don't want to say that's how dealers find it, it customers, happens but it's, it's, i've, I've it's, been plenty of places in vegas and in festivals. you're walking through and you just you walk by somebody on the street in vegas and they're like yo pcp and I'm like what like hi you know good thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh healthy disrespect for authority next puppy will be named drugs come here drugs <laughs> <laughs> good drugs good drugs bad drugs Bad drugs. Bad. No drugs. Bad drugs. Okay. <laughs> relax. Drugs. <laughs> drugs. Relax. Relax. Relax, drugs. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to read some of this story, dear? You have, you have... I am having the worst connectivity problem. It, I think. Something must happen at about 8.30 every day. We and gave Starlink $100 worth of satellite. satellite internet. All right. There's a psychedelic revolution on the horizon that could change mental health treatment. Many doctors are calling for breakthrough. As the world's health crisis reaches a peak, there hasn't been much in terms of innovation to treat mental disorders in decades until now. Until governments start making it fucking illegal. MDM, and even then, fuck them. Uh, MDMA is the latest illegal drug clearing hurdles for widespread medicinal use. A recent clinical trial found the substance, also known as Molly or ecstasy, is effective for treating PTSD. The drug paired with talk therapy is showing success with few minor side effects. L less side effects than a COVID vaccine. Okay, I'm a 90s kid, right? I, I came up in the DC warehouse rave scene, and I used to joke about how doctors, when you're talking about pharmaceuticals, seem to care less about your comfort and overall well-being than the kids at the rave. Like, you know, if you did too oh. many drugs at the rave, your high friends were like, no, sit down, here's some water, let's Whereas get you back to health, we'll take care of you. the doctor gets you on Prozac you. and it disagrees with you. They're you like, here, more drugs, put more drugs on top of the drugs. And, and come to find out the drugs we were doing at the raves Actually, we're better therapy. Yeah. Well, if you take out the instability, you give it a chance for set setting and context and hey, all of that. That's, but, yeah, that's least, setting, in my opinion. At least you started with for, good uh, drugs in a safer environment. In that way, I got the New Mexico version of that scene. By the way, when I was in high school, how was that? How was that? For, um, I mean, as when I was, I, I did my last years of high school in the middle of nowhere, northern Mexico. I got to 
you know, over the summer or, or vacations, hanging out in Santa Fe and Albuquerque. There's a decent rave scene there, but I was pretty young and cautious, and I was kind of afraid of drugs. So, like, I'd drink a little bit, but not much. I'd actually go and, like, enjoy the scene and dance and, like, party all night, just yeah. dancing and talking to people. And, you know, I mean, I did Molly, like, a handful of times. It wasn't like I never did it, but I don't think I did anything else during that time. We smoked weed. I, I, smoked I think we're in raves and do drugs or not. Shitty Mexican dirt weed. We had, we had MDMA. Um, back then, the terminology was a little bit different. Ed Commons, contest entry, brushing care for animals. Cats, dogs, and especially my bird, Govins got you. Nothing equals a kitty, and the smaller the better. That's Wait, what's our actual therapy. contest today? What is non-therapy? Oh, yeah, duh, that's the entry. Brushing and caring for animals. Oh, drugs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, have fur baby therapy. Totally. It said fur baby therapy. Like, yes. Totally. Yeah, no, I, it's, I, I'm in a therapy dog transition right now. Audience doesn't know. Yeah. She's she's not dead. She's just crazy. Uh, but she's yeah. ready to retire, and and it's interesting. Like Baloo, in his retirement here, retired physically, and was except like when it was winter, he could stay with Kim and Dan because they had better consistent heat and more dogs to cuddle <laughs> with and all that. Um, but his retirement was just was was more physical injuries and pain. But he was always like there and present whereas uh unfortunately miko's is a little more senility based really like, yeah, and my therapy dog's giving me anxiety uh, now. that's not the way it's supposed to work <laughs> yeah we can't no uh, uh but it's nice to be able to rehab her from her recent injuries and send her off to transition the best. we do our rounds with the kittens here every morning well, I, I love that you know well there might i, I mean i don't want to talk about this on air too much with you but there might with Miko be an alternative here of if if she's if, if well because like right now it's more that she's injured but she's kind of an indoor dog. Oh yeah. If she That's just all. she's just maybe an inside a, dog now. She's That's gonna fine. be an inside dog one way or another. That's fine. She's seen all that she's wandered off. And all she does herself, is sleep so. all day anyway. She'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. We just need to find a, a comfortable place for her. But no, that's a therapy too. That's a, Absolutely. That's a great therapy taken care of. No, and it's huge. It's, of an it's one, an exercise and empathy of someone who is, because you're treating, when you have a pet, you treat them like a person. You treat, and it's not like, oh, a human. No, you treat them like a person. You know, Jim Freedom, uh, driving is my therapy. Oh, for oh, me God. too. Yeah. So, yeah. Long term, long road trip. Just sitting, no music. Just when I'm alone, like when I'm with people, it's different. It's not the same. And I'll still driving therapy. You know, if I'm sitting just listening to music, jamming out, like to me, there's also it's like movement therapy without the physical exertion of running. Yeah, and running is all like running on a treadmill takes out the movement therapy part of running, right? Whereas if you get in a car, like, but like the drive from here to Vegas, it's driving through epic spaces. That's a that does something to my brain. That's yeah, I'm therapy. opposite. When I'm when I'm alone so, driving, it's on a all the way up. Hey, uh, Joe, I have some really bad news here though about MDMA. According to ABC, before more people can try it, legalization would need to happen. No, 
The government's standing in the way of people feeling No, better. no, but like we can't do it. We can't do it until it's legal. Oh, of nobody ever does illegal things ever. I've never heard ever. of what is MDMA. No, I mean, and I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest on YouTube unless it was a joke or parody that anybody pursue therapy uh, if it's illegal. You must you must wait. Otherwise, you can't do it. It will be harmful uh, if it's illegal. Neuromeat, <laughs> beat <laughs> Walking is the best movement therapy. Yeah, sometimes, like, so I, I, I think of, um, like, when we developed this property with trails, or even, like, the perimeter trail, walking therapy, I think of, uh, is it it's not Han, the, uh, the Buddhist monk who talked a lot about meditative practices. Uh, sleeping is therapy for Colette. Yeah, no, that's. That's the first. I, I used to call my hikes. I, I used to say, um, "I'm I'm going to go talk to the mountain today." Mm. And, yeah. But Thich not Han is T H I C H like N H T H A N something like that. It's a okay. Tibetan Buddhist whatever. Um, I read one of his books a long time ago. It developed a kind of walking there. It was, it was holding his hands clasped in front of him and just walking slowly and observing. Try it. I mean, like on a path where you don't have to worry about your body. You're just, your body is in a comfortable floating state of peaceful walking. You're not I even, know what I do anyway. You're not even walking hard enough to swing your arms. They're just clasped. Oh, the clasp is important. You. The it kind of slows you down. Containment. And you walk yes. very just slowly and gently. And just breathe and walk. And observe your space. And then Karen and calls the cops on you because you, know, <laughs> you must be on drugs. Be no, on. no, we're trying to do the non-drug therapy today. Uh, yeah, but just walking like that and seeing, just see what it does to your brain for a few minutes. And this, you know, public park. Um, I think if you're in a space where you're not expected to be interrupted, but you can see other people is fine. But like walking through a space with plants or trees where that 3d space is shifting in your brain and you're building a map of it as you're walking through it and kind of doing nothing else. Like turning off the rest of your brain to just walk and observe. It's, it's, it's an, it's, it's an exercise. It's a meditation. What's you do legalizing drugs during a pandemic. <laughs> First time to do that. All right. The U.S. FDA has already designated psilocybin as a breakthrough therapy for treatment-resistant depression, which is helping to accelerate studies on psychedelic mushrooms. There's currently a study on this happening on Florida's East Coast, but the treatments aren't available to the, for the general public. A Florida lawmaker is the first in a red state to try to change that during this year's legislative session. Florida Rep. Michael Griaco, a Miami Beach Democrat, introduced a bill that would have legalized magic mushrooms for mental health treatment in pass, but it's not the end of the road. So, uh, ketamine clinics in Southwest Florida. Ketamine is being used to treat depression, anxiety, PTSD, bipolar, OCD, addiction issues, and pain management. And ketamine is already legal in the medical market in Ireland. They give it, 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 it's huge. It Potential patients at myself wellness go in for an initial appointment with one of the clinic psychiatrists. Once diagnosed and approved, they can come back for a series of six to 12 monitor treatments. They typically start with a low dose of oral lozenge and gradually increase the dosage with IV therapy or intramuscular injections. Ketamine is FDA approved as an anesthetic. Well, that was a nasal spray. They, they, they had it in a nasal spray. I thought they did have for, for, for that, microdosing that, for that. I thought so. I don't know. Maybe that's... Maybe because, that's see, I got to do ketamine nasal spray at a party. 
from a guy who was very clever and also had cocaine nasal spray. That's a thing. And both were awesome. And it's like, that's, that's like, we, it's not fucking new. It's not new at all. This is like, what we should have, like, it is going to be revolutionary in terms of psychological impact on all society. But like, technologically, drugs delivered more conveniently and used more conscientiously, not fucking new, just heavily suppressed. So, um, a lot of people who are having uh, positive respect or positive uh, experiences with this longer story. If you want to get into it again, t.me slash adverse man, a couple quick stories to hit in our mental health block. Main voices. This is from pressherald.com. Mainers are suffering from lack of mental health funding. We need more than proclamations to address the well-documented need for mental health services. You know, I think about stuff like this and it's sad that Babylonians have become so dependent on Babylonian mental health services just to keep their shit together when it's like come to shrooms in the woods a few times you'll be fine <laughs> you know like so like yeah, yeah and 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 then it's like the the old adage libertarian bumper sticker saying government breaks your leg as you a crutch and says if it wasn't for government you wouldn't be able to walk well Time to heal the broken leg, right? I don't know. You have any thoughts on this? On on government services being restricted right now? COVID. I mean, can you? The government. I don't want to say that anything personal, but and you you do have some personal dealing with this. What with things being closed? COVID challenges and getting services delivered right now. Yeah, yeah, lots of it. Everybody is. I've heard multiple cases of people saying, well, I can't get this treatment because I moved and I, and or you're out of state. That's but that was an issue for me with counseling at one point. That was a well, yeah, the that VA. Too. You can't cross state lines. And, and have... it's this bullshit regulatory thing that they remember they lifted briefly for the the uh, pandemic emergency that doctors could go and at practice across state lines at hospitals where there were shortages and COVID hotspots. And I was like, wait, we weren't able to do that? No. No, no the, the the government licensing racket around nursing and hospitals and even a lot of stuff for practicing doctors is really sadly restricted by state lines. It's a thing. It's a sad, sad thing. All right, MBG, and this is also a story that Mercedes shared in Telegram on our exclusive producers club, which you can find in our notes. Four ways to support a partner struggling with mental health from a therapist. What are all the things you consider before going on your first date with your partner? Appearance, job title, sense of humor, walking red flag. No, I, I added that one. More than likely, mental health and wellness did not cross your mind. Oh, they've crossed mine. Uh, Daniel Irving, I might have to schedule some gardenia therapy in the near future. Yeah, man. But <clears throat> yeah, Daniel, please, the flag is still flying. We should come back. Um, but the... Where was I going with this? Um, I don't have any problem and, and haven't had any problem in my life in considering romantic partners going, what's her mental health status? You know, how, that's, that's usually on the top three. Uh, like, and I, yeah, when my yeah, mom is like, my mom after a tough breakup for me 15 years ago was like, okay, Adam, write down your criteria. And I was like, oh, yeah, See, I, I mental health has got to be up there, right? Like, 
a certain amount of not crazy, functionally not crazy enough to be in the kind of relationship that I want to be in. I had to experience the crazy before I was like, nope. Nope, that's uh, <laughs> definitely lessons, check their medicine. Lessons learned the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you should get a sense of someone's mental health by living with them before marrying them anyway. You, Ooh, you, you can't do that, or God won't let you into heaven. All right. No premarital sex. It's a good way to hide the sneak crazies in, right? Uh, I think this is changing. Again, the, the stigma fading is good. City and state. NY.com, City and State of New York, after de Blasio, will New York City's mental health thrive? Uh, and this is more about policy in New York, but similar stuff. In 2015, two years into his first term in New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio made mental health a signature priority when he announced the creation of Thrive New York City series of 54 initiatives with a budget of $850 million over four years. You could have just given everybody uh, ketamine. <laughs> like, be a lot cheaper than that. It would be a lot less suppressed. All right, last story in our mental health blog today. Wall Street Journal, of all places. Hmm. Why a tree is the friend we need right now. And Jim, just get that graphic behind the title up there. Yeah, that is beautiful. Tree hugging hippies. A banyan, a, a banyan, a banyan tree in Maui. And, you know, I remember last time I went to Hawaii, just, yeah, wow. These trees are epic. And 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 here in Gardenia, you know, we, we have, what, about 300 trees on 10 acres? Haven't counted. Okay. And it um, was 331 and a half, actually, last oh, time I checked. Um, well, no, it was three half trees. There's a lot of half trees. But, uh, <laughs> no, the tree, I do have a relationship with the trees. I like, talked to one in particular. Yeah, you talked to him. I, I don't talk to him, but it's like a dead tree right there. There's a crow's always hang out, and I love that tree. That is a pretty cool Since one. The first time it's I like ever saw it. It's like 40 feet high, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I noticed that. I did yoga on that tree. On I it. Stood up. Yeah, there's a little stump area. Right, right. Because like, it, it used to be two, and, and they it. cut one. It's crazy. We do have some stumps here of trees that are 400 plus years old. Anyway, I met her. Let's see, the story says, I've got a new buddy. She's a banyan tree. I met her while walking my dog. She has two enormous limbs that reach out like welcoming arms, and there's a small bench next to her one day I sat down. I was worried that afternoon about an ill family member. As I stared at her gnarled trunk, I thought of all this tree to survive. I watched the light filter through her canopy and listened to a squirrel chatter on a branch. I felt better. Now I visit her often. Sometimes I compliment her. Looking good, baby. Pat her trunk or share my water. But occasionally on hard days, I sit down on the ground next to her, put a hand on one of her massive roots, and soak in her strength. Yep. Yep. Now she says, we all use a steady, strong friend right now. Emotionally rocky, crawling out of the pandemic. Gripped by anxiety, sadness, stress, worry. What we need is a tree bestie. And so the story goes on, and it's a fun one about all the different ways that you can relate to trees. And you say it like that, and it's kind of corny, but just as a meditation tool, you know, I don't, I don't want to be some, I don't want to turn this in. Like, let, let, when, when, when faced with the temptation to get really fucking hippie, I cautiously turn back to the hard-nosed rational and say, 
You should still appreciate trees. You should still relate, if not have relationships with trees. I have I have relationships with several specific trees in the property. Most of them are just meh. You know, I have a relationship with the trees on this property. I have a relationship with the trees of Juniper Wood Ranch and the survivor trees and uh, those that were pushed over decades ago. Um, but just be present to trees as a meditation tool. Does it ever hurt to stop and take uh, uh, appreciation for longer timelines? Of course not. And and to, to just, there are these things that live that have these longer timelines. And yeah. Better enjoy that. And enjoying something is relating to it. Maybe that's all I mean. I was going to say, have, relate to trees like it's, you know, they're relating Be back the tree. in the way they are, but appreciate trees. Make like a tree. Take maybe. what you can. It's time to make like a tree. Get the fuck out of here. That's our mental health blog. Time to get to the grab bag. Are we gonna are we gonna get to it? Oh wow. Oh wow. We might. We only have <clears throat> five stories in the grab bag today. They're good ones because I saved some financial stories for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it. Al Jazeera.com, Indian man believed you have headed world's largest family dies. If he hadn't died, I might have put this in the good news Friday section. Ziona Chana, 76, headed a Christian sect that allowed polygamy for men in the northeastern state of Mizorazan. World's largest family. Let's get to the numbers. He has left behind 38 wives and 89 children. And in the story, a photograph of the Chana family in Bhaktawang, Mizoram, India. Of course, India, right? But um, he, only, he only, I guess, well, 76 is considered a pretty long life in India. I still, mean, he can right? open two small businesses with just Employing his family, the family. Eighty-nine children of all different ages too, with the little heads up to what twenty, thirty years. Yeah, like. I mean, you could arm them and train them and and stage a coup. He has a hundred-room house. Scroll, scroll down on the pictures, Jim. This reminds me of a story. Did we cover this like two weeks ago? It was like a man in India complaining that he had uh, he spends all his time pleasuring his sixteen wives, and I was like, "Oh no!" I yeah, like oh no, oh no! You're a, you're, <laughs> you're the literal def- definition of a stud. No, but he and he had something like I don't know thirty or forty bad. kids and a dozen grandkids, but this is like largest family. I wonder what happens to them. Does it say? Chana married his first wife in 1959 when he was 17, claimed he once married 10 wives in a single year. His last marriage came in 2004 to a 25-year-old. You know, yeah, yeah, Rob in the cradle there. Good for you. All right. They shared a dormitory near his private bedroom, and local said he liked to have seven or eight of them by his side at all times. I can, I can appreciate that. Polygamy is illegal under the Indian law. However, few tribes in India's northeast allow polygamy under their customary laws, which state authorities permit. According to reports, the large family lives in a pink four-story house called the New Generation Home with 100 rooms. Wives share a dorm near his private. 
that's a concubine. <laughs> what the, a, like, wait a, a second. Concubine and you're yeah. still, you still be legal. You have, <laughs> yeah, you have 38 wives in a dorm next to your bedroom. That's, uh, yeah, concubine, I think, is the um, better term for to that. To be fair, 38 wives. In in one room, like no, that there is going to be a definite need for privacy of personal space in that situation. Yeah, this is this is like so. I'm all for open forms of families and polygamy and polygyny and group marriages and polyamory and not being restrained by culture or tradition to come up with something in terms of a family circumstance or relationship management strategy policy <laughs> if i could use more clinical terms i would uh that fits you and your needs and your circumstance in the modern world we live in great but i look at this and i have to go at some point this is demeaning this guy mm, there there's there's something else to the story like where we go if you, if you had to ask the question how do you make it work dude there'd be some ugly to this that's what i envision right knowing knowing the nature of the Scorn woman, and this is a global phenomenon, right? Because Disney teaches you to be shitty as a woman. I'm not going to dive into that, but <laughs> he says, "Tell you one year he married ten wives." I can just imagine him walking in a bar and being like, "Hey, I've got twenty wives at home, and looks like stressed out." You just bro, like, you want to come live here for free? Like, we'll have kids. Otherwise, pretty much so that, so, 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 alone, no, and that could be how it works. That could be how it works is, is, yeah. is desperate women who fade in, but to and, and it's you have to marry a man, commit to life, but it's going to be this. And for a lot of people in a shitty country in India, steady income, solid and place, community. Well, go, why okay. wouldn't you want to be a part of something? Like so maybe that? the how it works is just those are the circumstances, and he goes after desperate women. But I have to think too. These are I these are put them in a these are people category. who no, well these Longing are women who are not interested in intimate relationship. There's no intimacy when you're sharing a man with 38. Other Maybe women. he's letting them uh, have have some, you know, side roosters. <laughs> side cock. Side cock. It's not. It's not that. It's not that cut and dry and exclusive. All right. The family was featured, right? <laughs> well, you can look into this if you really want to get into it. the family was featured twice on the popular TV show Ripley. Believe it or not, BBC News reported in 2014 the family also appeared in the ad for of a leading dishwashing brand, according to India's Hindustan Times newspaper. Despite his family's huge size, Chan told Reuters news agency in a 2011 interview, "He wanted to grow it even further. I'm ready to expand my family, and, and I'm willing to go to any extent to marry. I have so many people to care and look after, and I consider myself a lucky man. Well, if that's what you want, that's, yeah, got to be very lucky to get to that point." Bitcoin.com. You know what? I think we should come back to this one for our financial story to do it. Do Silk Road founder Ross Ulbricht speaks publicly for the first time since 2013. Ooh, I think boy. I think we're gonna have to just. Yeah, I have to. I haven't watched it. It was a phone call from jail from Ross Ulbricht. So um, we're gonna have to get into this. We're gonna come back. But on that, we're gonna cover our links today. Newspunch.com. Clinton whistleblower wrote Clinton Lynch tarmac story found dead in apparent suicide. Yeah. Uh, just another one. Just another one. This is newspunch.com, uh, but also made it to drudgereport.com. So found dead. That's a thing. This is the man who blew the whistle about the 2016 tarmac meeting between Bill Clinton and then Attorney General Loretta Lynch. Has been has been found dead in his apartment. Investigated as apparent suicide. If that's relevant, we'll come back to it. 
Newsbreak.com, immigrants' rights activists say border wall announcement by Governor Abbott is going to create more problems. Oh, yeah, freedom is the answer. What's the question? Oh, restrict freedom? No, no. Governor Greg Abbott announced Thursday that Texas will build a border wall along the state's boundary. The governor also saying next week we'll be signing a disaster declaration to enhance security. It's out of control and a change is needed. I will announce next week, blah, 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 blah. How about announcing a border wall protecting Texas from the federal government? Well, Texas should wall off Oklahoma and Arizona, or New Mexico. And technically they border Louisiana a little bit there. What other states does Texas border? Anyway, Jim, before we get to our comment contest winner today, give us the notes. What's going on? Uh, I saw one more story, uh, but I guess it's a secret story. The last oh, AP, last yeah, AP story. I'm sorry. We'll come back to that. That needs more time too. Okay. Yeah. Israel's new government gets to work after Netanyahu ouster. But yeah. BB, I mentioned it earlier with the uh, interview with with Jovi. Uh, <clears throat> Benjamin Netanyahu was out. That's not a small story. Thank you for pointing that out. But yeah, we, we need to come back and cover that properly tomorrow. Okay, we'll do. Yeah, but if you if you just can't wait because it's that important, you could always find it at t.me forward slash Adam versus the man. That's the public Telegram channel that everyone's welcome to join. Uh, in a moment, they'll find a winner. If there was one for the contest, it will win access to the Private Producers Club, which you can also buy your way through at Patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man. Any Private Producers Club members get fifteen percent off and free shipping on from everything at the store. CigarFederation.com is an excellent website for you to use. Promo code Adam10 gets you 10% off of your entire order there. Uh, Instagram handle is at the Garden of Freedom to keep up with everything that's going on with Adam up there in Gardenia. The Crypto6.com is the website you can use to donate cryptocurrencies or write to the people still in cages that were the Bitcoin church that was raided in New Hampshire. And GoGreenEnergyOnline.com, the best website for do-it-yourselfers looking to learn more about solar uh, solar power energy, wind power energy, and uh, zero energy homes. GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. Hi, right, thank you. Give us the or give us the uh, comment contest, dear. You know the comment contest. I can't. The winner. We had we had so many good answers that so many good answers it even initiated what a five-minute response. Yeah. Discussion on it. Um, I say everybody wins. How about Can this? We say everybody if you wins? thought you had a good answer today, Email. send us that good answer, Adam at thefreedomline.com, and me and Joey will go through them and bet them. But if we have to give away two or three today, there were two or three solid answers. They were great answers. All right. Well, from goodnewsnetwork.org, good news in history, June 14th, 231 years ago today, whiskey was distilled from corn maize for the first time by the clergyman Reverend Elijah Craig. The liquor was called bourbon because the reverend lived in Bourbon County, Kentucky. That was June 14, 1789. Also, it is Flag Day and Flag It Tree Day in America, excuse me. On this day in 1977, it's Flag Day in America, honoring the day 243 years ago when the Stars and Stripes design was adopted by the U.S. Congress as the national flag. Interestingly enough, it was also on the day in 1943, the Supreme Court ruled school children could not be compelled to salute the flag 
of the United States if doing so would conflict with their religious beliefs. And on this month in 1938, Superman first appeared in Action Comics number one. I guess that's not even as good news. But, uh, you know, I'm making fun of, you know, Flag It Day when we're going to have a Flag Day here in Gardenia eventually, right? I'm pretty sure. I mean, the Gardenia flag is pretty awesome. I guess first we have to have a a website day. And with that, thank you so much for joining us. Peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> oh,